in the first month of my diet with Ideal Health, I have lost 20 pounds, which is fantastic. So check out nhbusinessshow.com slash ideal if those are the type of results you want for yourself. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Hamster Business Show. My name is Chris Pastrana, and today I'm here with Nalima Gogumala from Creative Chef Kitchens. Welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank you for having me here. Yeah, definitely. So let's get a little history. Where did it all start? Uh, the business, it's, uh, it's, it's five years old, and um, it started about a year before that when uh, a friend of mine uh, who has a restaurant in, in my hometown of Wyndham was going out of business. Mm-hmm. And she was struggling to keep it going, and she had a, a number of different um, ways to counter it and to keep it going, including having a Food Network chef come in and to do an analysis of a business. They ripped it apart, they built it back up again. It quite didn't, it didn't quite survive. Um, and, and so it kind of got me thinking about why do food businesses don't survive um, as much, especially restaurants, why there's yeah. such a huge failure rate in restaurants. The more research I did, the more I realized it wasn't restaurants that needed um, like an incubator space where they can try out their concept. It's all these wonderful small businesses that have been coming up and they're just flooding the farmer's markets, but they didn't have a space to actually try out the idea before they put money into it. So I thought about it and I go, I love this space. It's, 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 I love agriculture. I always think, um, and I grew up not in a farm, but I know that was where I spent most of my summers and we're getting away from real food and I'm always struggling to find real food. Yeah. And even though I'm addicted to the plastic food that we eat, you know, the the, the boxed stuff, and I thought there's got to be a place where we can cultivate this type of an interest. And and the more I read, the more engaged I got. And I went to San Francisco and went to the farmers markets, and I thought, okay, this is great. This is a great concept. I can get more entrepreneurs involved in in starting their businesses. And I did some research, and there were a lot of small businesses that needed a space to cook and as opposed to other industries where you can start a fashion business in your garage or an IT business in your bedroom you really can't start a food business in your home it's just not allowed it's it's against regulations so that's what gave me the idea that's what got me started I couldn't prove the concept to anyone because it was relatively new so I emptied out my bank account cashed in my retirement policy borrowed from my family and launched the business five years ago and five years later we are bursting at the seams which at this point right now I am looking to expand my business yeah. and bring in more concepts under one roof that's pretty cool yeah so but I like a couple things that you said is you, um, I think I forget what the failure rate is but it's like 80 plus percent in the first two years. Five percent, like only five percent survive after the first first five years yeah. of restaurants. Yeah, and food businesses, the reason they don't survive is because there aren't that many margins for food, mm-hmm. and you're constantly competing with the large businesses, and everything is a struggle. Um, most of my businesses don't have a food background. of my businesses that come in to open up at the kitchen don't have a food background. They're Mm -hmm. accountants, they're IT professionals, they're engineers, they're nurses who just want to do something on their own. And in the last five years, I've I've had over 105 businesses, if I want to get exactly technical, and and I have like three new businesses starting this week. And 
it's it's a lot of fun for me as an entrepreneur. Um, this is my fourth business or third business. I get a lot of energy from them. And so I feed it right back to them. So yeah. I get very excited and it's all new. I mean, it's, it's food, but it's chocolates and it's meal kits. And in the meal kit business, you have people who deliver to the health food industry and th- those who deliver to a dietary restriction and those who want to um, uh, target new mothers. You know, it's, it's very targeted what they want to do. Yeah. And, and it's great energy because it's not always the same. It's it's food, but it's chocolates and granola and, and Puerto Rican food. And and um, the new business we have right now is a food truck. It's it's all it's all completely new and, and different. We don't have too many of the same. Um, and even if it is the same, it's targeting a different market. Yeah. And it's it's fascinating for me. So I, I feed off that and you know they feed off my interests and it, <laughs> yeah it's always new yeah and it's really cool the whole concept of it i think is really good because yeah. you're right you can't just start a restaurant out of your kitchen mm-hmm. because you know i said regulations right and so instead of someone going out and spending hundreds of thousands of dollars renovating a space and right. you you're providing them a way to get in the door right. <laughs> without that huge upfront investment right. which is which Hopefully. kills them, which, yeah. which is what the expenses, the lease yeah. and, and the equipment. And kitchen equipment is, it's just plain stainless steel with a motor in it, yeah. but it costs so much. Yeah. And just like a car, you take it off the lot and it drops in value by 50%, you know, yeah. that type of thing. Um, but it's the, the equipment itself lasts very long, so, you know, it's a good investment for me, but it's not a good investment for someone who hasn't proven yeah. a concept type of thing. Yeah, and yeah. it'll probably go under in the first five years. Yes, <laughs> yeah, it does. It does. When I was looking for, for, for kitchen equipment, I had so much used equipment thrown at me. You know, it was just like all these companies. And I thought, why is there so much used equipment? It's because people don't survive and no. used equipment, like I said, loses value right there and then, you know. Um, but anyway, it's, 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 a nice, it's a nice concept for a lot of people because they don't have any overhead. Yeah. And I charge $25 an hour to use the kitchen and they get to use all the equipment and I have all the, uh, everything, everything down from stock pots to spoons so they don't have to bring anything except their ingredients and their packaging pretty much. Yeah. Yep. That's not bad either. You know, yeah. 25 an hour instead of like all that other money, right. it's, that's not a bad way to start a business. Yep. You have access to all the equipment, um, gas, electric. Yeah. Um, every type of packaging equipment. We offer storage as well, refrigeration, long-term, short-term. Um, and things get done faster. You know, like we have a hot sauce company that just came in and they're they're amazing hot sauce. I just can't be in the, in the space when yeah. they're doing it because they, <laughs> they're wearing masks and everything as well. It's very, very hot. But as opposed to home, they can get hundreds of bottles done at the kitchen because we have the large pieces of equipment yeah and so 25 dollars they can do a lot more for an hour than they oh, would yeah. if they were spending the same time at home yeah yeah which is really cool and then you, again with the regulations they're abiding by those the sanitation you know, yeah. yeah new hampshire you know we're still a live uh die live or die free state live free or die free live free or die state so um we we don't uh, some of the regulations are not as strict but they are getting that way yeah um and but a big market is still massachusetts so even if we produce here most of my customers sell in mass yeah and so they have to comply and yeah. mass regulations are 
pretty strict, but it's food. You know, you can kill a bunch of people if you yeah. want to do it the right way. Yeah, like the whole thing with the lettuce this week. Oh, yeah, like, isn't that amazing? Yeah. <laughs> and, I mean, it, it's you, you never guess why that is, that the lettuce is contaminated. What is that? It's farmers, you know, in California and wherever, you mm -hmm. know, the people who pick the produce, they don't have access to restrooms as such. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah, so that makes sense. Yeah, you, yeah. Can, you can go further with that logic. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and, you know, it just gets right into it, you know, yeah. food. Hmm. Sanitation is kind of important. A little bit, you know. When we work with food, you know, you might... Cleanliness. Yeah. <laughs> it is. You gotta wash your hands. You gotta wear gloves, hair yeah. nets. You know, you can. You think you're. You know, you come in and um, you bring stuff from home sometimes, and and I'll see like a like a pet hair on it, and it freaks me out because people have allergies to them. So we have to sanitize everything, make sure everything is clean. Everything that goes into the kitchen is properly um, inspected. Yeah. And so no one's product is is contaminated by someone else yeah. so that's kind of I, I i stress out about that about keeping the place clean yeah and cleaning every counter and every table and every sink and make sure the drains are clean you know those are the things that worry me the most yeah now is that something you guys do in addition to the service or yes. do they handle that themselves uh they usually everyone has to clean up mm -hmm. but um because of my anal retentiveness i'm just not okay with that yeah. so recently i've started mopping and cleaning myself it's not a big kitchen it's like 12 uh, 1400 square feet mm -hmm. it's a good workout so i thought to myself i can do this or i can spend money at a gym so i <laughs> tend to do this because i like to keep everything clean and shiny it's all stainless steel you know it's, yeah. you can keep it nice and clean and it, it shows no fingerprints no yeah. flour dusting anywhere that type of thing yeah so it's it's a uh, i like it it's like my home kitchen kind of thing yeah <laughs> that's cool uh, let's see. So, well, I'd actually had a conversation with a gentleman a couple weeks ago. He was a uh, he runs a little restaurant out in New Boston, mm -hmm. and <clears throat> we were trying to brainstorm ideas on how to help new businesses, you know, especially restaurants, make yeah. it through the first little bit. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, well, here we go. Here's your answer. It's like perfect little thing because yeah. I had said, you know, a great way to do it is, you know, instead of buying the space, you know, essentially make the food. Yeah go to a place that you know you kind of want to be yeah. and see if they'll buy your food there. Right, right. With, it's a pop-up kind yeah. of effect. Yeah, yeah and then, exactly. but, in, but then they even have a place to go to make the food, mm -hmm. so that's even better. Well, <laughs> we're, as I said, we're busting out of the seams right now, so we, uh, for the last year and a half, I've been looking for a new space yeah. because I knew my lease would run out. Um, so I found a space, and we're kind of in the negotiating process trying to get it going fingers crossed that we'll we'll get to buy it yeah. I, I didn't want to lease anymore because just the fit ups and everything is just tremendous amount of money yeah. so we're going to buy a, a place in Derry and it's going to be five times six times larger than what I have oh, right wow. now so the incubator space the incubator kitchen moves exactly the way it is the same exact uh, design is what I'm moving to the new space however a lot of my businesses that have started with me have grown tremendous yeah and they face the same issues that I did most banks don't want to invest in food businesses they're a risk and yeah. with five percent surviving it is risky you can't expect any bank to take that type of risk either so I wanted to grow with them and I'm going to leverage what I have and help them grow as I do and yeah. so we're gonna have rental spaces so they have their own kitchen 
They don't have to use the shared space. They pay me rent. So I'll have seven rental kitchens, actually six rental kitchens because we merged two. Uh, and four of them have already been spoken for, just my own business, and I haven't done any advertising. We're also going to have a certified USDA kitchen, yeah. a gluten-free, designated gluten-free kitchen because they can't be in a shared space. So the USDA kitchen allows farms and local meat producers to come in and use the kitchen to make whatever they want to do, and they can wholesale it. Right now, we can't wholesale because we are not USDA certified. Yeah. In the new space, we will. Um, one of my favorite things that I want to do is to have a show kitchen, like a, um, uh, um, a, f- a food network kitchen. Yeah. So you can do demos, and we're going to talk. We, we're in, talking to our local cable service, so they can f- uh, take that feed because they need content as well. For yeah. So they can put that feed right onto the cable service, and then we upload it to our YouTube channel. So yeah. For classes done at the kitchen, we have tons of classes. We just can't do them as much because um, the next day we have to have the place sanitized. So if I have 30 people in the kitchen, 30 footprints all over the place, I need to have cleaned and sanitized. So we're doing that. We're going to have a special commissary kitchen for food trucks. So food trucks can come in, they can clean their food, uh, their truck in the kitchen area, which is completely separate. It's not the food. And then we'll have a charging station so food trucks can charge overnight. So that's like a space for them to park. And then we will have a, um, um, a packaging place because packaging is the next step. Yeah. You can't keep on hand packaging anymore. You need a big hopper for that. Uh, and then we'll have a space for a restaurant and a pop-up restaurant. Yeah. So someone can say, okay, I don't want to do it on a regular basis, but I want to come in and do one day of a Korean meal or something. Yeah. So we can do that. And I'm going to have a farmer's market right in there. It'll be a, a seven-day-a-week farmer's market. So it's a regular market. I, I mean, I'm not knocking grocery stores, but if we want to go local and we want to produce, help local farms and local businesses, we have to start competing. Yeah. And it's a, it has to be a seven-day market. Yeah. And so we have a lot of regional farmers markets in our area. It's mm-hmm. town markets that are, you know, on a Wednesday night, a Wednesday afternoon, or a Saturday morning, and they move winter and summer. This is going to be a permanent location, so all farms can come in and bring their produce. They know there's going to be a market because we're going to have the public in there. Yeah. So we'll, we'll hopefully, you know, we'll start competing with the grocery stores. Yeah. But it's all going to be local. Yeah. Yep. That's, that's really cool. Yeah. I love your idea. Um, I'm going to take a quick break here for sure. the sponsors, though, and uh, we'll be right back. Absolutely. It's incredibly important to have a goal for yourself, a reason, a direction, a purpose. But if you don't know where you came from, you don't know who you are, how can you project forward to know who you want to become? So head over to anyexpeditionshow.com slash self-author and get started with a self-authorship program. Dr. Jordan Peterson and his team put together a fantastic program for everybody to help you, as I said, figure out your past, figure out your present, create your future. It's hugely important. I did the program. It's changed my outlook on how I'm doing things moving forward and uh, if you don't get yourself in order no one else is going to it's a phenomenal idea Thank and you. I love it and everything about it like is the reason I love entrepreneurship so much because <laughs> you're literally getting into all the little areas that need to be fixed mm-hmm. and you're right if you want to you know not take on but you know kind of deal with the areas that supermarkets lack 
you need to be able to compete with them. Yeah. And there's a reason, you know, they're so powerful. It's, you know, you know, for whatever reason their model works. And we just, we don't compete with it, but we have to. <laughs> and, and there's no space. Um, a few years ago, I, I, I participated in, uh, in a f- cooking contest mm-hmm. of some sort. And it was put together by the Granite State Dairy Council. And they're an amazing organization that brings all the local dairy farms together. And the part of the contest required you to use local ingredients. And I was amazed. I drove around New Hampshire looking for these little farms. And this one street I would go by a thousand times, I think, and never really realized if I made that right turn. There's a beautiful dairy farm that does amazing goat cheese. <laughs> And she, I've never heard of her before, and I've never heard of their product. It was just amazing. And I thought, where do they sell? I mean, they're farmers. Yeah. They don't have the resources or the time or the energy to go and sell their product because yeah. they're cultivating their land, they take care of their livestock. So this is a space we want to have that, have that happen. And we'll have a farm-to-table designation, a farm-to-school, a farm-to-hospitals, because Hospitals and schools, they don't have the resources to go to 10 different farms either. Yeah. And they're buying produce that's coming from California. Why? We have a produce right here. We have yeah. we have uh, livestock right here. It's just, you know, you've got to go to so many different areas to pick it up. Yeah. Here is a central location where, you know, farms can come and throw their, just not throw, but leave their <laughs> produce. We clean it up. We process it. We we. We store it, and then we sell it for uh, two schools. Now, social media is so great. We'll send them an email in the morning saying, "We've got a thousand pounds of strawberries. Come pick them up." Yeah. You know, and they would they would do that. Same thing with with hospitals. Same thing with restaurants. So, it, we're not doing anything new. All I want to do is take established processes and bring it together under one roof. So yeah. it all happens where it's a food hub. It's uh, it's from producers to farmers to producers to the market right under one roof yeah and that that's going to give us the, the 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 ability to be a lot more influential in the local market yeah absolutely yeah. as like i was saying with supermarkets they have the distribution which is mm-hmm. where they save so much money right. and they help you out but if you take care of that which is kind of what you're aiming to do mm-hmm. you know you can compete with supermarkets in a way that you know you can get healthier food out Right. You know, instead of some of the stuff you get at the stores, which is, you know, old and pesticide-full and all that stuff. So. And it ripens on a truck somewhere. Yeah. You know, I, I was fascinated when I was reading about that, that there are trucks out there, they actually put raw produce in, and then they gasify it. So when it's traveling from California or wherever, that's where it ripens. Yeah. I thought, that's insane. You uh, <laughs> should be able to pick it off the vine somewhere and sell it the same day. Yeah. That's how I grew up. Yeah, you know, produce from the backyard or you know farmers somewhere. You know, um, so I, I, it's it's very exciting, and New Hampshire makes it so much easier to do some of this stuff because everyone is so well connected. Yeah, um, some of the bigger states like Mass, like California, like uh, Illinois, they are way ahead of us, but they have they've started ahead of us. Yeah, yeah. Um, I hope I can emulate some of that because that's what I want to do when I grow up. You know, be one of those huge. Uh, farmers uh, hubs a food hub for farms yeah 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 it's really cool yeah <laughs> yeah I've heard of like I said I've heard of a couple of them working I think in Australia I heard of one that was working pretty well yeah I, heard, I watched some TED talk on it and yeah 
Um, so yeah, it's good to see like coming to this area. It's, yeah. it's awesome. I like I love New Hampshire. It, it's, <laughs> it's fascinating, and we're so close to Vermont that has uh, its own selection of farms and and um, food products that they do that we can source from. And Maine yeah. has so many farms, you know. And New Hampshire is great as well. I mean, it's, we've got lots of lots of um, livestock that I uh, that I'd like to get into, you know, like meats. I'm always suspicious about meats at grocery stores. Yeah. And I'd like to see where my meat comes from. You know? Yeah, definitely. And eggs. And you spend a little bit more, but either you spend it on the front end eating better food or you're going to spend it in the back end paying for medical yeah. issues, you know? So yeah. you might as well do it right now. Yeah. As well, it's an area most people don't realize. And it's, you know, you're right. You're paying for it eventually. Yeah. <laughs> so, but if you eat poorly the second half of your life becomes very expensive right. with all the medications and hospitals and all that Painful stuff. Painful. Yeah. yeah. So I, we have so much in, in this area and we have so many entrepreneurs. As I said, in the last five years, I've got a, over 100 people who've started. Yeah. But the number of inquiries I get, I was making a list for my database um, the other day. We've had over 550 inquiries come through and these hmm. are the ones that I've actually logged. I mean, yeah. sometimes I'm on the road and I get a phone call and I don't actually take the number yeah. down and everything. So I just take the email down and quickly send them a startup email or something like that. So it, it's, and then we're so close. Derry is very close to Massachusetts, which is where, where I like to be. Yeah. Um, my radius is about 40 minutes to maybe an hour. And we have a lot of business coming from Massachusetts, yeah. which, which I like. I mean, they come as far south as I think Winchester was the further south. And then all the way up north to Portsmouth and Laconia, and we've had people from from Nashua and Peterborough. Wow. So it's a it's a good selection, and Derry is right in the middle. So yeah. we get the two highways coming through. Yeah, it's a good pick. It's it's a great place for us to be, and at the town of Derry, we work very well with them. They are as pro business as I could ever see a town be. They are so so supportive of what yeah. I do, uh, which makes it so much easier. Yeah. <laughs> And it's it's a, in a nice affluent area as well, so people don't mind spending the extra money for yeah. you know, local-made food. Yeah, yeah. I think that's catching on a little bit too. It is. You know, even in other places where maybe they're not as affluent, but people are starting to realize if the food is like super cheap, yeah. like or inexpensive, yeah. it's probably cheap. <laughs> it's not that good. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, it's good, and then the the entrepreneurial spirit. I mean, the the the. The incubator side of it is yeah. just absolutely fascinating for me. No. We have brought every service possible under one roof, from from registering your business uh, with the Secretary of State's office to getting your insurance, packaging and labeling, and um, doing your barcodes. And I do everything within a few hours. We we get everything done, yeah. as opposed to making a thousand phone calls trying to find the information. And I'm trying to get some health insurance companies to work with us so they can provide health insurance for our businesses. The last service is a food broker. We want to have our own food broker that'll go out there to sell the products hmm. because they're all shelf ready. They're ready to be put on a grocery store shelf. That's where they go. Yeah, but you need that someone who has that experience in the industry to say, okay, well, five percent commission, we'll get your product on a store shelf. Type of yeah. Product. Yeah, we need that as well. That's the last. That's the last. <laughs> that's piece. a good one. Yeah. Yeah, when you start. <laughs> pushing them like that yeah yeah that's pretty cool so the i was like asking one of these questions towards the end um advice for 
an, you know, someone who wants to start a restaurant. Mm-hmm. So they're just thinking about starting and they want to get into it. What advice would you give them before they start? And hopefully they succeed. <laughs> right. I, I think planning from the very beginning mm-hmm. is the most important thing. And a business plan. You've got to put a business plan together and financials. Mm-hmm. Because you've got to figure out if this is what you can afford. A lot of people love, I mean, people love to cook. So they always want to cook and entertain like they would do their families for Thanksgiving. But a restaurant is, you know, it's 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 a show. You've got to put on a show every single day. So with my business, we do have some pop-up restaurants who've done it before. They come in, they check out their recipes, they'll invite a few friends to come and taste it, which is great. In the in this present space, we don't have a lot of room for this, but in the new space, we'll have at least you know, 15 to 20 tables that wow. can be used. So you, you cook, we do a promotion for you, you do a, um, a tasting. You get that feedback. That's yeah. the most important thing. And you do it in, a, in, in, in an environment where you're not, you're only spending for the money, money for the food and some marketing. Yeah. You don't pay for anything else. So for restaurants, um, we, we get a lot of ethnic food that inqu- inquires about doing this. They're, yeah. they're like, well, we want to open up a Filipino restaurant, but I'm not sure if, if New Hampshire is ready for it. We'll just try it out. You know, try out the recipes, try out your your concept, um, see what people think. Is it are the flavors what New Hampshireites boy like? It mm-hmm. goes very well in in Boston. Yeah, but New Hampshire's still a little bit a little different. A little yeah. different. Um, I think Mexican restaurants or Latin restaurants and Indian restaurants are doing pretty okay here. Yeah, but it's that that niche ones that are kind of a little more yeah difficult. and I do think those are growing in popularity as well mm-hmm. especially if you go like Elm Street or you know little places mm-hmm. in Concord those little hubs you, you kind of see other things Gee, popping yeah. up and uh, I think there's definitely spaces for it oh, yeah. and I think it's coming around so it's, people's it's palettes cool. are becoming very uh, sophisticated you know yeah. they want a little more I, I just put an article on my social media about spice mixes mm-hmm. and how it's no longer sriracha anymore. You know, it's like sriracha's taken over the market. Yeah. Well. But the the other type of ethnic hot sauces are doing tremendous. Yeah. Yeah. And we have an exo sauce at the kitchen that is amazing. Yeah. It does so well. Really, mm. really good. It's um, really cool. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, but in our space, we do everything. We do food companies. We do restaurants. Any type of food that you want to do. The big one is meals. You know, delivery meals. Yeah. Everyone's making these little portion size meals and they deliver and um, we have a couple of new companies that are just amazing. Uh, they are very young mm-hmm. and one of the comp- uh, one of the, the founders they're from actually from here in Milford somewhere and they have their menus, they've got a car, they've sorry, a van, they've got refrigeration, they've got the whole bit. Yeah. And I am so impressed how prepared they are. Yeah. And I thought, okay, now it's time to start it out. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, if if you want, if anyone wants to get in touch with me, you know, just give me a call at my on my website, and I will guide you through the process. It takes about two or three uh, weeks sometimes to just get going, and then I don't ever see them because they come in, they get their work done, and if I'm there, I say hi to them. Otherwise, I don't ever see them. Yeah. Because they get their stuff done and they're out of there. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> cool. So, thank so. you. Thank you so much for joining me today. This has been awesome.
Thank you very much. Yeah. This is great. <laughs> Quite painless. <laughs> yeah. Good. So thank you guys so much for watching. Uh, we're going to have a last word from our sponsors, and everyone have a good day. June 23rd in Derry is going to be the second small business festival uh, run by my good friend Jack Podvin. So it's going to be a great day. It's going to be a lot of fun, um, a lot of businesses, a lot of people. So don't miss this chance to grab a table. It's only $65. Website's going to be linked below.